In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism. Hello, psychic listeners. The guest for this episode of A Psychic Story is a born gifted psychic, having her earliest premonitions at the age of six. These premonitions would later manifest as visions. As she developed her gifts and learned to understand the meanings of what she could see, she began to use her abilities to help those around her. With more than 30 years of experience as a psychic relationship expert and matchmaker, her work is all about matching you with your true love and soulmate. Like all energy in the universe, there are forces that attract and those that repel. Her mission is to provide you with a safe and rewarding experience based on your psychic energy to improve the overall success of a fruitful and long-lasting relationship. This is the story of Deborah Graham. Welcome to A Psychic Story, Deborah. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, and we were talking a little bit before this, before I hit record, and we both, our hearts are in Atlanta, where we we know a lot about Atlanta. So I'm sure we'll Absolutely. get, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. And the topic we're going to be covering is the five secrets of love. I was also saying to you before I hit record that you're the first love expert that I've had on, and one of the reasons I've kind of shied away from it is because. There's so much, I feel, misconceptions out there about Twin Flames. There's that whole cult uh, docuseries on Netflix, Soulmates. And it's not that I don't feel like soulmates are important. They're a very important part of us as human beings and spiritual beings trying to connect. But there's just so many, again, misconceptions and myths out there. So yes, I, would all, I will agree. Yeah, so I'd love to talk about that a little bit too. But before, how did you get into all of this? Um, obviously, like you said, you have premonitions and then these would later manifest as visions. Was it just for you? Did your family understand? Tell us all about it. Well, I like to say it's a blessing and a curse, um, meaning that I was born with this gift. I am a third generation psychic matchmaker, healer, teacher, medium. Um, It was my grandma and then my mom. So of course, at the age of six, I would start seeing visions. I would start saying things to my mom and being like, okay, so-and-so's house across the street is going to catch on fire. And of course, it wasn't me. And a few days later, something would happen and their house caught on fire, right? I would be talking to my grandpa who I never, ever met. And I would say things to my mom that he would be telling me and my mom would just be looking like, okay, she's got the vision. And it wasn't boohooed, obviously, that I had antennas coming out of my head because I came from a psychic family. So of course they promoted it. They, you know, 
allowed my visions to get stronger and stronger. And of course, the older I got, it developed even stronger. And of course, this is my life work as being a healer, a teacher, a matchmaker, and helping somebody finding their partner. But what I like to tell people is that I teach people to heal their self from the inside out, outside in, because having a soulmate is great, but you got to love the one you're with yourself. Yes, absolutely. And so when you were having these premonitions and these visions, you mentioned third generation. I'm assuming then just what you said, they didn't poo-poo it. They were supportive. Did your did you have very similar experiences to your family who had these kind of abilities as well, or were they different? Because I know sometimes when it's in the lineage, it can be similar or it can be completely different. Very similar in many ways. Like my grandma was more of a healer and a psychic. So she would heal people through her visions. Uh, My mom was also a love expert. And I mean, she's worked with celebrities. I mean, God bless her soul. She's been going now for about 30 years. But I feel like her energy after she passed away and I was in my early 20s, I feel like my gift got so much stronger because right after she passed away, it's like my gift just went blowing open. And I always said to myself, I don't want to be as busy as my mom. Well, <laughs> obviously having a reality TV show being you know, on Sirius XM radio for many, many years, it just blew up. And of course, being author of many books, I basically walked into my mom's footsteps just like a thousand times more. And being able to do this, it's part of my healing gift. And I love helping people because I believe this is not work. This is just my life. I don't I don't look at this as ever being work. So it's like 24-7. You can't turn it off. Yeah, so many questions about that. You're right. It is 24-7, especially. There are people out there that really, I don't want to say they make it their life's mission, but we're taught at an early age to find that person, to find that connection, that soulmate. Get married. So... I, what I find really interesting about your background is that you read energy and people's auras and then those forces that radiate from them. Those are the words that you shared for your bio. How does that look like? I mean, it's essentially you're, again, a love matchmaker and you tap into energy. So how did, I mean, you learned it, but what does that look like? Well, it's very deep because when I look into someone, I become them and I feel their soul and their energy. So I'm like shallow how. I don't look at you because a typical matchmaker and a person that you would go to as a love psychic, they're going to be like, okay, well, I'm looking for somebody, you know, tall, dark and handsome, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, bigger boobs, bigger butt, whatever the heck it may be. I actually do none of that. I don't care what you're looking for. It's what your soul wants and needs. And that's what makes me a bit more different because I'm able to help you with your authentic self and be able to manifest that love and relationship. So as I said, I'm like, shallow how? I don't look at you. I look in you. And I pull that energy to help you find your whole perfect and complete relationship. And the success rate is anywhere between about 90 to 98%. Wow. Really? So I do want to kind of, so it's deep, but dive in into, so do you like tap in? You said you kind of go within the person to become the person. I tap in. I spiritually, psychically tap into that person's soul and their aura and being able to tell them whether their partner is the person they're with now or whether they're looking for love. I mean, I've had people come to me, you know, over the years, because I've been doing this over 40 years now and doing this, it's like people who are already in a relationship and they need to rekindle it. I'll be like, no girl, you don't (laughs) want to divorce him. This is the partner. This is the person. This is your twin flame soulmate. And, And there's many soulmates. People need to understand. There's soulmates, there's connecting soulmates, and then there's twin flame soulmates. So there's, there's people that are in your life for now. And then there's those forevers, you know, and sometimes that soulmate could be right there in front of you. I mean, I've had people bring me pictures even from, you know, being online dating, but you know, online dating is so difficult because so many people are just swiping left 
and swiping right and are really not paying attention. And being a psychic, I try to teach people to be present in the moment so they could live their best life and be the best person of their self. Because if you're no good for you, who the heck's going to want to be with you? Yes, exactly. And what I was also getting at an early age was like, just like what you said, I think my dreams, I won't say my dreams were shattered, but just watching all those Disney movies where you, you're the prince and the princess and you know you live happily ever after and everything. And my spirit team said, uh-uh, that's not how it works. We have many soulmates. Our soulmates can be our dogs, our cats, our pets, our friendships, our family are, you know, whatever. And also from a love and a romantic situation, people come in or souls come in rather to help us to grow and to experience things. And then those soul contracts are severed and all of that. What do you say to people who may think that they want to be in a relationship and they're, uh, you know, looking for someone in a soulmate, but in reality, maybe this is part of the energy that you're kind of tapping into them too, is that they're either not ready or what they think they want, i.e. that fairy tale relationship or marriage isn't necessarily the case. How do you kind of like navigate that? Well, number one, sometimes people get so fixated and they go, I want, I need, I want, I need, I want, I need. I go red flag. That mm-hmm. In my world, that's a red flag. I look at relationships that there's a stoplight, there's a green light and there's a proceed with caution, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I tell people always to go with the yellow, always yellow, always listening to your gut, your Gita, as you know, listening to that inner voice. And if something doesn't feel right, don't go with it. And if you feel that you're with this person and this person is, you know, an energy vampire. And of course, that's also in my book, Deborah Graham, Psychic's Guide to Attracting and Keeping Your True Love. It's about the energy vampires. God knows we have them. And they don't even have to be in love and relationships. They could be work. Oh my God, they could be even your own freaking family for real, you know? So they come in so many different layers and layers and layers. So what I do is I teach people to say, hey, this person might have been your soulmate but maybe this is not the person you're supposed to be with for now, you know, for the rest of your life. Maybe they was, and now you need to work through those layers and layers and layers of fears and emotion to take out the cobwebs. I like to call myself a human weed whacker, right? (laughs) Because what I'm energetically doing is to help them find love because who doesn't want love? Sometimes I tell my clients, your chances of winning the lottery is much higher than finding love. And the reason why is because if you're not rooted and grounded, and if you don't love the one you're with, then no one else is going to love you. I don't care if you meet your twin flame soulmate. I don't care if you go, you know, whether to me or you're going to a matchmaker to match you, it's not going to happen. And the reason why is because you have to find your authentic self. You have to really be ready and open and live your best life today. Because if you don't get it right in this life, as we all know, we keep coming back again and again and again, and that's part of our soul contract. But another thing that happens a lot, a lot, a lot, People are like, oh my God, I have this energy with this female. I've met her. The energy between us is just amazing, but it's so toxic. I go, well, you know what the problem is? You've known this person in a past life. So you remember that person because always the window to your soul is through your eyes. So you locked energy with them in a past life. And then you felt them in this life and you're like, oh my God, the conversation's so easy. So this, so that. And I'm like, guess what? red flag, run, (laughs) run, run. Will you still have your head attached to your body? That may not be somebody that's right for you. So sometimes you think you're with the right person, but that's just somebody you knew before. That was then, this is now. Or it's to maybe you didn't have finished business then in that lifetime. And so this is giving you the opportunity to close that or whatever. There could be a million and one reasons for it. Yes, I can definitely see that. Let's go into Twin Flames first about the, you believe them or not, and what that looks like. And then I'd love to dive into the five secrets of love and and your book. Okay. Twin Flames are two physical bodies 
but one connected soul. And I believe that I am with my twin flame soulmate. And we've been married for over 30 years. And yes, my marriage was arranged, the big fat Greek wedding, yes. <laughs> and what that looks like and feels like, it's like when you're with a twin flame, you could see yourself with that person for the rest of your life. You see them in their eyes and they're able to see you in their eyes. And you know that that's a lifetime connection. But this is the bad part about meeting or being with your twin flame soulmate. It could be the highest of highs and it will be the lowest of lows. So for instance, you could wake up and be in the best mood ever. But if your twin is in a bad mood, chances are you're going to be in a bad mood. Okay. So it's kind of like that yin-yang energy. So it is a 50-50. So I always tell somebody, if you do meet your twin flame in this lifetime, which is, that's very rare. I'm just being honest. 90% of the world never, ever, ever gets to meet their twin flame, okay? So meeting a twin flame is a blessing and a curse because if you're not ready for that person and that person's not ready for you, your timeline is not gonna be on. Do you see what I'm saying? Or it could be that your soul came back again and again and again, as you talked about a few moments ago, unfinished business. But in my world, there is no problems. There are only solutions. There is absolutely nothing you can or cannot do. But I tell people three things, never give up, never give in and keep on keeping on. <laughs> love that. Love that. Okay. Five secrets of love. Let's start with the first one. Okay. When you are on a first date, you never ever speak about your ex. You don't talk too much about yourself and what you're looking for and what you want out of a relationship because that person will become to be the person that you think you may want them to be. Wrong answer. Again, a red flag. Number two, you always pay attention. And how do you do that? By looking at that person and not keeping your head up your app. That's most important. Number three is to be monogamous for three months. That's right. I said for three months. That means you could hug, you could touch, but don't put the lizard in the lily pad. That means no sexual intercourse because you want to connect on a soul level, not a physical level. And if that person's looking for a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, then guess what? That person's not worth your time because you got to take time to make time. Number four, go out within three weeks three dates. I repeat, three dates within three weeks. Okay. And if that person lives abroad, let's just say you live in Atlanta and that person's in Australia. That's okay. Pick up the phone, Zoom with that person, have those three dates, get out, connect with them, whether it's via phone or talking, but do not continue texting and talking within those three weeks, because then that means that she or he is just not so into you. And number five is most important patience. It's like a pair of shoes. You keep going out until you find the right shoes because if you jump into something so quick, so fast, and it doesn't end up working for you, you're going to end up with a big old corn on the bottom of your feet. You don't want that. So patience, that's what's important. So you have to be patient and you have to have faith and not fear because the most important thing is, is that you don't bring in your past relationships in that relationship. Wow. Those are all really good. And I'm sure people are listening going, yep. <laughs> not doing that or haven't done that. And maybe this will help me turn everything around. How do people, so if they don't have someone to be able to go to you, how then you suggest people find their soulmate if it's not also matchmaking like or an arranged marriage, like in the instance with you and, and your partner? Number one is go out, get your head out of your butt. People live your life today because if you don't do it today, you're going to come back again and again and again until you get it right. So number one is go out. Stop saying, well, I'm too tired or I don't feel like it. Make it an actual priority. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like a lot of us, I always say, make your focus board, your vision board, whatever you want to call it. But don't just say, I have to have a person to look this specific way. Meaning that that person's got to be taller, shorter. Don't go by the actual looks of that person. Go out on that date. It's kind of like a book. You cannot judge a book by its cover. So go out, meet people. Don't be like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm not sure this, that. Go out. The worst thing could have happened. You could have met a best friend or somebody who might be great for somebody else because people helping people. This is what it's about. This is what you're doing. You're helping people. You're connecting people. This is what you're doing right here, right now. This is your gift. This is your life's work. So when you get out there and you meet people, never say never. I've had several matches where I've made and I've connected people with their you know, soulmate partner or forever person. And maybe there was somebody along the lines that they connected with that wasn't perfect for them. But guess what? They had a girlfriend or a guy friend that they did connect with, you know? So never look at it as a bad date. Look at it as fun. You know, if you want to sit at home and complain and say, oh, it's a Saturday night and I'm by myself, well, that's your problem because you decided to stay home on a Saturday night. So get out. You know, I always say a table for one cannot always be the loneliest number. (laughs) You might meet somebody. You've got to put your energy out there. Even if you don't meet that person on a Saturday night, just by putting your energy out there. I like to call it the committee because it doesn't matter whether you believe, whether it's God, Allah, master, teacher, creator, you believe in yourself. It is oneness. But when you put that energy out there, you are creating that space. So my one thing that I would tell people is get out, reach out, reach out and touch someone. (laughs) And you mentioned energy a few times too. And it's been my experience uh, when people are looking for someone, you mentioned like also not having the checklist or about the looks. And I think that's important because I always say to people, reframe it. What is it that you're looking to accomplish? How do you want to feel? What's the experience that you want to have with someone? So usually when you reframe it that way, I, you know, yes, I want to have the unconditional love, but I want to feel safe or I want to have someone that I can share my life with and have these experiences and whatever that is, whatever those priorities, I find that that's almost kind of like this ripple effect that then allows that person or that soul or those circumstances to start to happen for someone versus just like going out and doing the thing and having the checklist per se, and then having these expectations and then being disappointed when that doesn't happen. Exactly. Especially even on my all new podcast, The Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham, people call in all the time asking for that love, that love, that love. And 90% of the time, they don't always get to hear what they want to hear. And they're like, whoa, I would have never thought that. Well, I'm like, well, you know, stay away from the blondes or stay away from the dark headed. Well, they're like, well, that's all I've been dating. I've been dating a guy that's been, you know, older than me or younger than me, or I've been looking for this. Well, sometimes what you think you want is not what you need. So when you just start to turn things around, like what I tell a lot of people, if you're sleeping on the left side of the bed and things are not going great, turn around, go on the right side Mm -hmm. of the bed and never, ever keep your shoes by your head because that's bad feng shui and you're bringing in old energy. Shoes at your head. Always keep your feet. Yeah, you never put your shoes at your feet. You always put them at the bottom of the bed because if you put your shoes, normally like when you go to bed, you take your slippers off your shoes and you leave your shoes Mm -hmm. at the head. You're bringing in old energy. So I do like that all the time. Bad energy, bad karma. Change that. That's not good feng shui. That's good <laughs> bad energy. So you want to bring good energy, and you can keep your shoes at the bottom of the bed, but never put them at the head of the bed because you're bringing in old energy, and you stepped over something, walked over something. You've had some kind of, you know, it's not good for germs either. But I'm not looking at the germy germs. I'm looking at the energy. So you really want to clear that energy. And I always tell people to declutter their rooms because if your home and your room is the most important place in your energy field, you really want to keep that decluttered. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard similar things. So it's similar to what I mean, what you're giving us feng, feng shui tips where it's your home as a whole, not just your room, yeah. but I have a very full garage over my bedroom <laughs> because when I moved in, I didn't have a lot of space. So yeah. my, my bedroom can be as, as clean and as uncluttered as possible. But underneath it, even though I can't see it, there's that energy. So I know I got to clean it. Uh, but also it's uh, what you talked about with the bed. I've always heard some people sleep in the middle of the bed when they're single too. So it's about maybe picking a side too, right or left to kind of make room for that partner. Maybe move some space in your closet and your items away so that there's room for that. Basically making- I always say have an extra toothbrush around. I always have an extra toothbrush like around. Like out of the actual box or- Yeah, take it out <laughs> and put it next there. You have to manifest that person in your life. But this is probably- one of the hardest things that I have with most of my clients is, is that they don't want to make time to open their self up to give that time to somebody. They just keep thinking that, you know, if I had that perfect person, they're going to give me everything I need. But then this is the one thing that I tell them is, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up to have that person be with you? Because it's all about me, 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 me then why would you expect that somebody's going to be your, excuse my French bitch? No offense, but that's kind of what it boils down to. Like a partnership, an actual committed relationship. You need a 50-50 in a relationship, 100%. That's what it's all about. What would you say would be some other additional, maybe common mistakes that people are making when they're looking for their soulmate or their significant other? They block themselves. They have this attitude. It's like, you know, I'm better than you. I'm putting up a wall the size of the Grand Canyon. That's first red flag. Um, again, they talk too much. Pay attention. Silence is communication. Sometimes it's better to listen than to speak because you'll learn a lot more. And you go out on that second date, you're going to remember things that they told you. Like, for instance, they might say a, a date, a name, a place, somewhere they went. Jot that down. Ask them their favorite color. So maybe when you do go meet them, wear that color or do something to impress them, to be like, whoa, you actually paid attention. That's what's more important than you dressing up and looking good. I mean, yeah, you got to look good and feel great, but do that for yourself. Don't do that for the person. But what the littlest thing is, is that you paid attention and you remembered my dog's name or you remembered my mom's name or you remembered the color that I like or the food that I like. That is so important. How many people out there that have been married for like 30, 40, 50 years can actually say that they know exactly what their partner's favorite color is? <laughs> sure. A lot of people out there are probably asking themselves that. And then with people that are with their soulmates and already either in a committed relationship or married, you mentioned earlier that sometimes it's not about moving on and finding someone else, but working at where they are. Because, you know, we come into this world alone, we leave this world alone, we grow in leaps and bounds over our lifetime. So we're not always necessarily on the same page. What are the what are maybe some tips or some things that you can say to people that when they're questioning it, that they know, all right, I do, I should stick this out and I should move forward versus I should cut bait? Oh, I'm gonna tell you straight <laughs> up, it is the easiest question to answer. If that person is making you physically ill, I mean, your stomach hurts, you just feel nauseated every time you're around them, or you went on a weekend trip and you were like, oh my God, I felt 20 years younger. I felt great. I just feel like this toxic poison energy. Then that person is what we call a low vibrational energy vampire. That's again, when I say run, 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 well, you still got your head attached to your body. But when you're with that person and you go away 
and you're like, oh my God, I miss them. I want to talk to them. I feel them. I don't care if you've been together 15, 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to feel a piece of you missing. You know that that's your forever person. I mean, everybody is going to have an up and a down. I mean, my God, me and my husband, our arguments are our best because we we speak our truth. We say it like it is. He doesn't hold back. I don't hold back. I tell him the way I feel. I don't hold it in. And that's what makes our relationship connect it because we don't hold anything back. Okay. But if I don't see him for a few days, he doesn't see me for a few days. It's like, whoa, our energy just comes back together as if we just met for the first time. So you should always have that feeling. And this loving feeling is real. Don't change your hair. Don't change your looks. If a guy says, well, I really like you. I'm attracted to you, but I wish your hair was red because I'm really attracted to redheads. Run. Do not change because then that means that person's trying to groom you. They're trying to change you. They're trying to create something that doesn't exist. Okay. And you're not it. Mold you into something that they want that, that you may not be. Yeah. And whatever they're trying to bring you into is not your energy. So never, ever settle. Always be in the driver's seat. And I don't care if you're 20 or 80, it doesn't matter. My best match happened to an 80-year-old. That's when the psychic matchmaker began. I could tell you that story. It was yeah, a beautiful story if we have a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I was always a psychic and an energy healer, obviously, from my mom. But I'll tell you a story that was really amazing that kind of bring the psychic matchmaker to life was I had a client come to me. He used to come to me because his wife recently passed away. And... Um, he was really wanting to know what his next stage in life was because he was feeling so emotionally lost and disconnected. So of course I was doing medium readings. He came in once a week, twice a week. It was three times a week. I was like, okay, he's starting to get codependent. So recently I had another client that lost her husband. So what I decided to do was make her appointment, his appointment on the same day at the same time. And I had another client come in. So I made sure that they would, you know, be out there for at least, you know, 45 minutes to an hour waiting to see each other. So I was like, okay, sorry, I ran behind, but I'm sure you guys had a pleasure to meet each other. Do you know that you both have something in common? And I said, you guys both lost your spouses. They were like, yeah, we were talking about that. I said, you guys should go to lunch together. So the funny part is they wanted me to chaperone them. I will never forget this. We went to Captain D's. We had to go on a Wednesday because it was like Senior's Day. Why is it always Captain D's too? I don't know, man. It was just like the damn thing. It's just what it is. It was damn freaking Captain D's. I guess that was a love shack for them. So they winded a few months later getting married because of course, you know, at that age, you're thinking, hell, time is short. I'm going to do this, right? So they got married. He stood with her onto his dying bed. I went to meet him at the hospital and he gave me this little angel that I still have. And he said, Deborah, I want you to know that you gave me the best five years of my life and I want to thank you. And this is a true gift. I believe this is your calling and this is what you should be doing. And at that very moment, the psychic matchmaker was born. No joke. I didn't find it. It found me. Just like everything else, I put the energy out there. I didn't look for a reality TV show on TLC. It found me. I didn't look for a radio show. It found me. The same way I put my energy out to the universe, that's what people need to do to put out their relationships Mm -hmm. to the universe. The proof is in the pudding and I'm it. You can do anything you want to do as long as you have three things, fate, trust, and hope. And you got to have that faith in you that I don't care what kind of clearing you're doing, what kind of energy you're doing, it all is eternal energy. And it all starts at the third chakra, the Gita. Wow, 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 wow. So I had several questions. The one that's really coming to the surface now is, I have had some people, and I'm going to send them to you, by the way, who come to me, because this is not my wheelhouse, by the way. But when they say, well, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting my whole life. And, you know, am I going to find my person? And, you know, I think some people 
don't necessarily find their person, but do you believe that everybody is supposed to be matched up in this life or do some people not have relationships or find that? So explain that a little bit. Not everybody is supposed to be with somebody. Some people are meant to be on a rock until they're ready to die. I mean, I'm sorry to say that. And some people have what you call for now. Some people have forevers and some people have partners, okay? We all don't need a ring and a priest to have love. We just need to work on our own inner trapped emotions and our own fears and working through our own belief systems. And that's what's really going to help us all really get to that next level. You know, finding love, finding relationship, finding peace, finding happiness. But if anything is really connecting. But if you really want that love, don't be desperate. Desperate situation calls for desperate measures. And you're going to get what you call a low vibrational bottom feeder. And please make that connection with that person because if they start telling you, oh, I'm in another country and I love you and I want to be with you, run guys. Don't got no time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody wants to get catfished. And so many people put themselves in desperate situations. It's all about timing. It's like babies, you know? It takes nine months to conceive a child. It takes nine months to, you know, produce. Give yourself time to take the time, to make the time, to be your authentic self. That That's really my main thing, what anyone would be about living your best life. Do it now and don't wait till tomorrow. And when you say authentic self, I know what you mean, but maybe people that are listening don't. So how do we become our authentic self? Authentic self means that don't change. Don't be something that you're not. Do not, I repeat, ever, ever lie your age. Because listen, a lot of people put themselves out there and whether they're dating somebody, meeting somebody, even when they're coming to me as a soul match and trying to connect with that partner, that soulmate, I always tell people, say your real age. I don't care if you're saying, okay, I'm 60, but I really want to say I'm 59 <laughs> and a half. That little bit of a half is going to screw Lou you and tattoo you. No offense, because I'm going to tell you why. Because whoever that other person is that you're trying to connect with, if you lied about your age, what else are you not coming to the table with? So it's super important to be authentic, to be honest, say it like it is, open your heart and just be real. Be real. Don't hold back. Yeah. And what I was kind of hearing when you were talking about that is, it's not just the age part. It's whether you want to have kids or not, or whether you want to be married or not. Uh, just how you kind of, it's not that you shouldn't have things, I guess, that you can compromise on some things because we all, you know, depending on how we live our lives, there might be that. But what you're saying is being part of those truths that are, that you know, you're not, well, they're either facts, so don't lie about that, but also things that you're just not going to compromise on either way. So that's really what you're saying. Absolutely. But also never say never because it's kind of like that Toyota commercial. That guy said, I'm never getting married. He got married. <laughs> I'm never moving out of the city. Guess what he did? I'm never having kids. Three kids later, never buying a truck. Guess what? He bought the truck. So never say never. People do change. They're open, but don't change or settle for second best and be authentic with yourself and what you really want and put it out there. You know, and just tell them, look, you know, I already have kids. I've been down this road before. If you're looking for somebody that you want to have kids with, I may not be that person. I'm willing to share with you however it is you want to share, but that's not something I want to do. If that's 100% on your table and it's off the table. But if you think that there could be a little bit, say, look, I'm not open to it. Not saying that I wouldn't do it, but right now my gut says, I don't want to do it. I don't know what's going to happen in three years, but you know, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. So you got to always listen to that third chakra. That's what I teach everybody. It's all about that gut. It's all about that connection. That's your true psychic match right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
uh, I was just getting, speaking of psychic, uh, your grandmother's, I'm not a medium, by the way, but your grandmother's coming through. First, my grandmother started to come through and then your grandmother. And I see both of them on the Ooh, other I side. Chills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what all girl. that's about. I just see your grandma behind you and then my grandma, like literally in this bit. So I, I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. You gave me chills. When you said that, I very, very rarely get chills. Most psychics will get chills. I burp. It's so embarrassing even on the psychic connection with Deborah Graham. I burp. <laughs> I get chills. That's why I say that. But yeah, you burp? Wow. Okay. I burp. How weird is that? <laughs> Have you ever had a psychic ever burp on your show before? No, no you'll be the oh first. Oh my God, it's so crazy. Can you please burp? <laughs> Don't mute yourself if you do. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not something that I try to do. It happens. It's so embarrassing. It's like, uh-oh, she's burping on the truth. People are like, oh, Deborah felt something. <laughs> but when you said that you felt my grandma on my left side, my left side started to be like numbing, like unbelievable chills. And you know, your, your, your left side is your receiving side, right? Is your giving, okay? So it's receiving energy. So you, you, you're telling me something that I need to like look into. Yeah, yeah. I because I keep asking her why. Cause again, not really I, I do have medium abilities, but it doesn't come through all that often. But and I was trying to kind of push her to the side. And then my grandmother came in and said, Don't push her to the side. And then they're standing there, the two of them. So just take that for what it is later. But I think she's also just trying to tell you, thank you. Like, there's a thank you, thank you and a clapping. So anyway, I didn't mean to do a kind of an impromptu reading there, but no, thank you. Well, I'm going to tell you a really cool story. It's really amazing. Okay. So I think, I don't think I know because think doesn't exist in my world. You can, you will, or you're going to, you know, just basically flat and fall down. But a few months ago, my youngest daughter just had a little baby girl. She's just turned 22 last week ago. And believe it or not, both of my girls are psychic. Literally, like this is what they do for a living. Well, I'm saying congratulations to the baby, but then when I said congratulations, it made it sound like congratulations that they're both psychic, but congratulations on all levels. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So to make a long story short, she just had a little baby, a little girl, and she wasn't feeling well after she had the baby, a long story short. Well, everybody caught this flu virus that was going around. So of course she calls her doctor. She's telling him when she's not feeling good. She's having a lot of pain. They're like, okay, it was probably just, you know, the virus. Don't worry. So my grandma comes to me in the dream with my mom and dad and says, she just had five babies. I'm like, five babies? I'm like, no, she just had one baby. Where did she have five? They're like, no, she had four boys and a girl. And I'm like, okay, that's like crazy. But you know, this is in the dream. I said, well, who's going to watch these kids? Like in the dream, like I, this is how I communicate with the other side. Like it's <laughs> insane, okay? And I'm like, well, who's going to watch these kids? Because there's no way I could raise five grandchildren. I mean, like, that's a lot. They're like, well, she's not going to be around. I'm like, what? So I woke up out of that dream and I'm in Florida. She's in Georgia. I woke up out of that dream, very disturbed at 4.30 in the morning. I just pondered it. I said, this doesn't feel right. I called my daughter. I said, Scarlett, how do you feel? That's her name. Her name is Scarlett. She says, I still don't feel good. I have 103 fever. I feel like a train ran over me. I said, you're going to the hospital right now. So of course, her husband stood home, watched the baby, called my girlfriend, took her to the hospital. She had two hours to live. She was septic. Oh my god. The normal number is supposed to be like, what, 14, 15, not 14, 15, I think eight or nine. She was septic at 33,000 weight. She had a kidney stone that was logged in her kidneys that was stopping her from urinating. That's where all the pain was coming from. And guess what? It was five millimeters. That was the five babies, okay? So if she did not come in within two hours, that doctor said, because I jumped in the car and started driving there. It's like, you know, 10 hour drive, 12 hour drive here from Florida back to Georgia. And what the doctor said was, you don't have time to wait for her to have this surgery. She may not be here. So I think you telling me, my grandma said, thank you. 
thank you for call to action going there to basically call and get her to the doctor because they saved my daughter's life, literally. That's how spirit works. Wow. Yeah. Because she was, uh, when she was saying thank you and I was asking her, she wasn't speaking and I felt like it was personal. And that's why, so that they kind of blocked me. So, but she's like, if she wants to tell, she can, but I'm not going to tell you the reason why. So now, you know, yeah. I burped right there and then I burped on the truth. The the first burp on the Psychic Story podcast. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, 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 girl. I tell you, it's crazy. It happens. But the funny thing is, she came in. So I have to let you know that you were spot on with that when you came in with her. And I'm like, my grandma. And I was like, okay, I get it. I understood it. So I wanted to, I wanted to kind of give you feedback on what that was. Oh, so yeah, no, thank, thank you. you. Tell her I love her. Oh, yes. Yeah, so and no, she knows. Just like my grandmother, I made a joke. Um, my mom goes, I can't believe you did that. My grandmother, so my mom's mom, my maternal grandma, she would come in all the time and every psychic reading I would have to the point where I told her, stop hogging all the airtime, grandma. I want to hear from other people. So she would step out. So I think this is her saying, hey, I'm going to start coming back in more for for your for you and for others and stuff. But anyway, they're they're friends on the other side. That's nice. That's sweet. Oh, I love that. Look at that. We don't know each other, but we do know each other. Isn't that amazing? The connection is there, but you need to let mama, grandma come in. Oh, I do. Yeah. Because she's <laughs> helping you open up because you're going to like a whole other level. Actually, something old is ending and you're getting ready to really bust out into like a new thing. This is going to be like your main thing you're ready to do. Like this is it, girl. Good. Well, that's what I'm expect. That's what I want. Daytime job is getting ready to go. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, for all my coworkers listening, hello. (laughs) You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Okay, one other quick question. I just want to make sure because Spirit was asking me to lead this to you uh, or ask you this rather is, what do you say to someone who is says that they're ready for their significant other or loved one, but they're really not? And they think that they are, but they're actually not. So what's some things that somebody can do to be like, okay, I'm not ready. It's either not in the right time or I'm pushing something that's just not for me for the here and now. I feel like it's the belief system. It's really what they believe in and really looking at what are they willing to give up? Like think about what are the five things you're willing to give up for someone and what are you willing to do for that person to really be in your life. So you got to give up 50%. And if you're feeling that you're not ready, and if you feel that you're not ready for a relationship and you feel like your energy is just so scattered, you need to really ground yourself, root yourself. Meditation is so important. Mm-hmm. Get those rose quartz. I always have my clients get rose quartz and hold those rose quartz because those rose quartz are going to help to open your door, open your soul, open your energy and really just bring you that self-love. But someone who thinks they're ready, but they're not sure if they're ready, I always tell them to do a spirit soul retrieval because that's something that I also do a soul retrieval with love and relationship to help people unblock is to really heal and go back to their third chakra. You notice I talk a lot about that because that is the beginning. That goes back to your mother's mother's mother. Well, your third chakra is your Gita, okay? So it's like your belly button. Yeah, it's connecting with your, your intuition. Yeah, third chakra. And that is your Gita. And that is the energy that connects you to God and connects you with your spirit and your ancestors. And that information is going to pull you. And it's going to be a feeling unlike you never had, unlike you never felt before. And even though as crazy it may feel, just go for it. Like you just got to sometimes just do it. You got to live your life because if you don't live your life, you're going to come back and do it again. Wow. wow. Thank you. So I have also written a book, but I would love to hear from you what the book writing process was like. Was it easy? Was it hard? What was the most surprising thing? 
I'm dyslexic, so I have a very hard time spelling. So it was really interesting that the whole book was channeled to me in about six weeks. So from beginning to end, I had this book out in six weeks. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. So I can't thank myself. It was my higher self. It was my angels, my guides, my grandma, whoever it is up there, you know, spirits. They channeled all of this information and everything that's in that book, Psychic Deborah Graham's Guide to Attracting and Keeping Your Own True Love has been channeled to me. So none of this was mine. It was like spirit gave it to me. But I mean, it's very basic things on where you need to be. And of course, then I then I decided, the spirit said, you have to take a client and give her experience. And in there, there's a Camilla experience of what she went through and how she thought she was with her partner and soulmate, but he was toxic. And if she didn't get out of that relationship, she could have been dead. So sometimes you think what you think is right. Sometimes it's not always. So you got to really, you got to pay attention. You got to really know when to hold them, when to fold them. But the book for me was just, you know, it, it was just easy. It just, it was like birthing a baby. It was so easy. Wow. Well, that's good. Mine was a little bit harder. <laughs> but no, you have many more to come. You do. You have so much more work to do. I do. I feel, I feel it. And so, uh, but you know what they say, I haven't had kids, but I've heard that you have one and then you say, I know more, I'm not going to have it again. And then you have amnesia over it and then you have another one. And I know, trust me, three later, there you go. I got two girls and a boy and four grandkids. And there's a fifth coming. Woo, you feel it. I love it. I'm excited well, no, about it's this. It's your dream. It said five kids. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that funny? You know, I didn't even think about that. I was representing that to being the five millimeter kidney stone. I think it's because if she didn't stay, she you wouldn't get five kids, grandkids. I mean, that's what I was interpreting it as. So what's one of the things in the book that, so you shared the five secrets. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners that stands out to you for this episode? Um, most important is getting rid of the old energy. That's probably one of the hardest thing because a lot of people come to me, they're called haters, whether they're calling me on my podcast, The Psychic Connection with Deborah Graham or whether they're in person, they're always talking about, well, my boyfriend or my husband, he, you know, he cheated on me with somebody else. So this is a great example. So I had a client, of course, her husband cheated on her. She came back home and you know, he was in the bed with the next door neighbor. I mean, that's what it was. And then, you know, she was five years alone, didn't have anybody, but she couldn't seem to release him. So I started reading her and I was like, girl, do you still have that same mattress? She said, yes, it's so comfortable. I said, get rid of that mattress. She said, that mattress is very comfortable. I said, I don't care. I said, get rid of that mattress. I said, release it. Then I told her, you need to work on forgiving him. She says, I'm not going to forgive that bastard. He cheated on me. He was with that woman in my bed. I said, well, yeah, but it couldn't have been that bad because you're still sleeping in that bed. So she was like, yeah, you're right. Oh my God. So long and behold, she did end up getting married. She found her soulmate. They've been together. And I mean, I think they're going on like seven years now. So I told her, thank him for being so bad. Thank him for being a butthead. Because if not, you would have never found your soulmate. So those are what we call for now people. That was her for now because she had two kids with him, right? And they were not meant to be together. So he didn't choose her and she didn't choose him, but their kids chose them to be together. So that was their soul connection, right? But then all that that happened, obviously she ended up divorcing him and then she was able to find her twin flame and be with her soulmate and they are still together. So remember, not a bad experience is always a bad experience. Sometimes it's a great experience because you never know what that door is going to open up and what's going to happen. But also it's a valuable lesson that you talked about too, in that if you are holding on to someone that's not 
for your best and highest good and vice versa, you are not giving yourself or that other person. And then the person you're supposed to be with or the soul you're supposed to be with the opportunity to be together in the way that you were supposed to. Exactly. Exactly. And see, this, I have to tell you something. I know this is off the track, but this was your calling in your life. You know, you're lucky to be here. I'm going to be honest with you. You were a twin. I don't know if you knew this, if your mom knew this, that you were actually a twin when your mom conceived. Okay. And your twin energy obviously didn't come in, but that was a male spirit. So he's already with you. He's on the other side. Okay. But you could have been easily gone, but you decided I need to come back and I have a lot of work to do. So you have a lot of Egyptian energy. You have a lot of old soul energy coming in. I do have Egyptian energy. Yes, you are so right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that energy came back in to do this work. So you're doing baby steps right now, but I predict within nine months, you're giving birth to yourself. And there's going to be like this whole realm of energy that's just taking you to this whole different level of platform of really just healing and really, really, really essentially going out into the world and really doing so much more for other people. You already have done so much already by changing so many people's lives, but you still have a long way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Break those cords. It's okay. And I know why you haven't completely broken the cords because you're like, okay, I'm here, but I still have this going on and I don't really <laughs> want to give this up because fear is a form of failure. So get out of your head, get out of your heart and get in touch with your gut and cut those freaking cords, girl, and do it now. You got to do it because once you cut those cords, things are going to explode and you have to do it in order to be that butterfly girl. Get out of the freaking cocoon. Yeah, baby. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And the other thing you just said was butterflies. Butterflies have been something lately. A listener was listening to the podcast. There was a message about butterflies, came through, made this beautiful painting for me. It's actually hanging on the studio wall and there's butterflies. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So Deborah, I've thoroughly loved our conversation. I hope that anyone who is out there that has don't really come to me if you're looking for your soulmate. Deborah's the girl for you. <laughs> Go to her or get her book and read it. But how can people reach you? Uh, and please also elaborate a little bit too about uh, the TV show too and what that experience was. I'd love to hear it. Oh my God. The TV show uh, still runs in 140 some countries worldwide. Um, it was aired back in 2013. It was supposed to be a three-month process. It winded up being a year and a half on TLC called The Psychic Matchmaker with Deborah Graham. It was exhausting. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna tell you the truth. I love, love, love working with my clients, teaching people, helping them. But I mean, that was a 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year job. So at that moment in time, it was like, do I choose this career path with this TV show or choose my family, my husband and my kids? And I chose my kids. And your spiritual journey too and growth. Cause that's like, if, if, if the TV show has taken up so much time and effort, it's not that it wasn't It was a lot, but, yeah. but I thank God for that because I had a vision like five years before that, that I was going to have a TV show. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to have a TV show. Well, I was just at the right place at the right time. And someone picked up my card and they were like, psychic matchmaker, this would be cool for a TV show. And of course they called my secretary and she was like, somebody wants you for a TV show. I laughed. I said, ha ha ha. Yeah, right. They said, well, they're paying for your plane ticket and they're flying you to New York. I was like, okay, I'm gone. And then I got there and I was like, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Three other people that same week reached out to me to do a reality show. So I says, I guess this is what Spirit wanted me to do. And I did it. And that's when I did the book. That's when I ended up getting interviewed by Jenny McCarthy. And then I ended up on Sirius XM for several years. The synchronicities. Everything opened you up from one door to another, to another, to another. So it was, it was an experience. I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I would not change it. Would I do it again? 
Never say <laughs> never. If the opportunity is at the right time, you got to go for it. Sometimes you got to just do it. Yeah, you said never say never before. So that's amazing. Well, I'm going to have to actually check it out. I had heard your name. So when um, your people had reached out, I said, I got to have her on. So thank you so much. Where would you like people to reach you and how do they get their book? Obviously, wherever books are sold. Wherever books are sold, they could go to Barnes and Noble. Of course, everything's sold on Amazon. I'm surprised they're not selling dates on Amazon yet. But yep, Amazon, you could go anywhere and get it. The Psychic um, Deborah Graham. Um, you could go to my website, psychicdebragram.com. Um, if you want to be a live guest on the radio show too and get a free five-minute reading, the uh, Psychic Connection podcast, of course, wherever you listen to your podcast, and you could get a free reading right there. Well, thank you, Deborah. I will have to have you back on again at some point. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you. God be with you. You're lovely, girl. You still got some great things coming in. You got a lot to do. You're gorgeous. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.